Stephen Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11 is specifically designed with ultimate bounce, grip, and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. When you're not focused on your shoes, you're focused on your game. The Curry 11s are built with UA Warp Tech that makes the shoe feel like it was designed for your feet no matter what you do on the court. And with dual-density UA Flow cushioning and traction, you can stop in your tracks. The Curry 11 Future Curry is here. Do your thing. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Curran Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head-to-toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Curran Frost. So when you order the Curran Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last. The holidays are a time to feel and create joy. And what could be more joyous than the look on her face as she unwraps a stunning new jewelry piece from Blue Nile? How about getting 50% off your purchase? Blue Nile offers premium quality, priced below traditional retail. Their online experts are available 24-7 to answer any questions. And make sure you've picked the perfect gift. For a limited time, you can get 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's 50% off at BlueNile.com. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner, joined, as always, by my co-who, co-who? My what? Co-co-cohort, co-host. Take your time. <laughs> Co-conspirator. Whoa. Maurice Williams. <laughs> at Minder Reese on Twitter. Uh, Reese, how you feeling? Um, you, you know, feeling a bit, feeling <laughs> under the weather, man. Uh... I mean, damn. That was a hard sniffle. <laughs> I've been feeling a bit under the weather for about five days now. Um, I thought it was a cold. At this point, I'm getting worried. Um, might have to go get the test, man. I don't know. I mean, they're doing for free, I think. Yeah, they, you can get it at Walgreens through the drive-thru, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, apparently, where I am right now um, in Baltimore County, they, uh, well, not Baltimore County, this is Maryland. Um, they do rapid test it out here so I could get it same day. So I'm off yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. I might get one tomorrow depending on how I feel. But other than that, man, I'm cool. I'm cool. My uh I just started my YouTube series today, so I'm excited. Okay, and that's the uh thirty teams, thirty days, right? Yes, sir. Thirty days of hoops. Alright. Uh which teams are out so far? Uh today's the first day, so it's just the Knicks out today. Um okay. tomorrow is gonna be the Lakers. And okay. uh, then after that, the Toronto Raptors. The rest is a surprise. Oh, no teases? All right. <laughs> Except for the Mavericks. I said that I'm saving the Mavericks for the very last day just to let people know that, you know, I watch all basketball, just not not just the Mavericks. So <laughs> I want to get that uh, out there. And so today, and it has been a while since we, we did a, a, a panel of any sort, but today we are joined by 
two friends of the show who who have been pestering us about getting on for a long time. I apologize personally for not making it happen sooner, but welcome Jose Monteleon at J Montelli on Twitter and James Grambo at James D Grambo on Twitter. Jose, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's about time I got my invite back. You know, everyone knows Jose and James equal ratings. So <laughs> the hot take twins. <laughs> it's like the Bash Brothers on Invincible. James, are you there? I'm here. I'm just watching Bash the Brothers on Invincible. What? Hold on. What are they called? The 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 big goon twins. The what? The twins on Invincible. The big rock dudes. Uh, I remember no, what they no. call. What are they called, man? I don't know what they call, but when I think of the Bash Brothers, I think of the Mighty Ducks, not Invincible. Uh, when I think of the Bash Brothers, I think of Marvin Blyer and Jose Canseco. All right, you also, know what? Jose Canseco follows messed... me on going out there. He follows you on Twitter? Yep. He oh, follows so. me, too, on Twitter. That's crazy. Oh, and me. Guess you just oh, followed yeah, up. Yeah, you just scored on open touchdown. This is what happens when you bring James and Jose on together. Things just seem to go off the rails. We get into different topics out of nowhere. I'm watching. <laughs> I'm watching college football, man. BYU just scoring on buses coverage. Fuck college football. It's boring. All right, let's go. Bitch. Fuck you. My team is ass. My bad. So yeah, My terrible, bad. Terrible. Like <laughs> right, he was wide open, man. BYU just scored. Anyways. There, uh, it was the Mauler twins. My bad, the Mauler. Yeah, twins. that's what it is. That's what yeah. it is. All right. Despite that uh, abrasive entrance, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> glad to have you guys on. And uh, before we get into uh, some topics that I have for you guys, I want to knock out this Mavs, not Mavs, NBA weekly news minute. Just a couple things I got to knock out. Reese, keep me on the timer. Stop me when we get to a minute, man. Less. Oh, this really like the... <laughs> we like the mid-after... E- we the evening night boys and shit. I don't know what we are, but... <laughs> All right, you ready? When I start, hit the, hit the button. Gotcha. <clears throat> I don't get no music this week. That's all right, that's all right. Hold, hold up, you just... I'm ready when you are. You don't get no music this week. Let's go. All right. Welcome back to the Mavs Outsiders Weekly News Minute. Just a few stories to hit this week. First of all, John Wall will be looking for a trade partner, trying to find his way out of Houston. Nobody's trading for that 90 mil. This offseason, at least. Uh, Moving forward, Eric Gordon also wants out of Houston. Surprising. Not uh, moving forward. Uh, Frank Nielakina found his way to Dallas. Uh, it's been a huge stir on the timeline. Lots of hot takes about Frank Nielakina. I'm not getting involved in that on Twitter, but I will on this podcast. And finally, Tyler Bay, a baby, has been waived. Tyler Bay is a free agent yet again. Mavs fans were clamoring for him to get minutes last year. I personally would have liked to have seen him on the court at some point, but right now he is without a home. He'll probably land in the G League somewhere, but... Tom. 
that's all I have for you, folks. <laughs> Reese, back to you. Back to back to me. Uh, that was that was actually pretty good. I think if you talked a little faster, you'd have been able to fit everything in. But uh, I just want to say I forgot Eric Gordon was still in the league. Right. Because he, he's stuck on that Rockets team. He he doesn't belong on there. Granted, he can't stay healthy often, but I would like to see him on a contending team that could use him. Not Isn't us. he MAGA? Eric Gordon? I don't know. I, I Supposedly no he is. Eric Gordon? <laughs> yeah, Rockets Twitter makes fun for that. Hmm. Uh, I don't I, follow I have, Rockets Twitter. Well, see, I have most of Rockets Twitter blocked from the James Harden days, so... <laughs> <laughs> they no make fun for being MAGA. That's that's interesting. Uh, what else? Um, I did not know about the Tyler Bay news. That sucks. But yeah, they signed Exum. And they had to wave somebody to make room, and he, he was the, the the man out. Uh, I don't know if you saw what I did when you mentioned Frank Nevakina. I did. But, uh, I did. You did. Okay. We will get back to that a little later in the podcast. But try out. It'll be it'll you'll have your you'll have your moment. <laughs> no, uh, but shout out to Frank, man. I know he was excited about that, so you know. He had just DM'd me back saying he was gonna come on the podcast, so I guess that's over. Um that's right. yeah. <laughs> so uh moving forward in the pod, we do have some guests on. So uh we have shared our thoughts on different at different points in the off season, but you're our first panelist to come on in the off season. So, I'm going to give you both a chance to tell us how you feel about the Mavs offseason as a whole. Big GM change, big coaching change, slight roster turnover. James, how do you feel about this Mavs offseason? I mean, it's been the same team since like four years ago. (laughs) There's not much, (laughs) what's what's it to say about it? Okay, straight it's, to the point. <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's been the same team since Dirk's last game, but we just add two different players there every year. No thoughts on the GM or coach change? I mean, it was much needed because, I mean, you get new faces. That's that's always good, but we'll see. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm not going to make you say more than that. Jose, what are your thoughts? Uh. The GM change was needed. Donnie was, I think, was long overdue to uh, be unemployed. Uh, the hire is good. I mean, the Mavericks seems that they're realizing that, like, relationships matter. Like, you can't just, like, be, oh, hey, we had Dirk for 20 years. It was great. Come play here. Like, relationships matter. Obviously, the first, I mean, they should have, if they would have hired Nico earlier, maybe free agency goes a little bit different. I think they brought him in too late. Uh the Jason Kidd hire is uh, just terrible. Uh, was literally at the bottom of my list of coaching. So like, but the I like the assistants. I like Dudley, uh, I, the WNBA player from, uh, from Sparks. I can't think of her name right now. Uh, Igor, that was a great hire. So I mean, I'm happy with the assistant coaching, but the head coach I'm not the biggest fan of. Free agency wise, I mean, my expectations were low. Like, I wasn't expecting a star to come here. So, with that being said, I'm happy with the way it went. Uh, Reggie can shoot and play some defense. Same with Brown. Uh, Moses, I mean, Moses Brown might not even play, but he's at least a young, big, 
uh, who, you know, as you like to say, has some ass. So he can, uh, you know, <laughs> maybe develop into something. But, like, I mean, other than that, I mean, I, I think they definitely improved. Uh, and hopefully Jason Kidd can not be as uh, incompetent as a coach as he is. I was really hoping for Mosley. Like, when Mosley, like, you had, like, players, like, talking about how the like, Mavericks don't mess it up, hire him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, players clearly respect Mosley, and they go hire kid. I mean, the one thing I will say about kid though, he has probably one of the greatest coaching moves, which is he bumped me so I could spill my water for the free timeout. That's, like, the equivalent of, like, Eddie Guerrero with the steel chair. That's genius. <laughs> That's, like, That's genius. genius coaching, like. You mean it's it's like he's like the Eddie Guerrero of head coaching. So I mean I like that part of it. Everything else I don't. But if you can bust out a KP, Reggie Bullock, Sterling Brown, THJ, and Luka Doncic lineup, all five shooters, it's a wrap. We might give up 150, but we're scoring 160. No, we ain't. <laughs> With Shannon, little brother. Come on, man. I, I, think, the, I mean, not I like, don't play that lineup like thirty minutes, but bust it out every now and then. You go five out, and let Luca just you know get open, shooters open and score in the paint. I mean, I think it's going to be a good year. I actually have some level of optimism this year, which I haven't had in like twelve seasons. Let, me ask, let me ask you this: When you say um, a level of optimism, what? does that optimism consist of like what are you what excuse me what are you uh expecting for the from the Mavericks this season I think the Mavericks will finish top four in the west okay uh I think they'll make it at the first round I think they have a chance to make the conference finals I guess it depends on how the standings shake out, but I mean, a lot yeah, of I mean, I've been saying four seat for the Mavericks, so I, I get it. But it also depends on like, can Jason Kidd coach? Ironically enough, Rick Carlisle with this lineup, I would have a lot of confidence in. The thing is, I think Jason Kidd can coach. It's just how well can he coach? I'm gonna be honest; he's not a better coach than Rick Carlisle. We're no. not excited. I don't think anyone is expecting that. I think what people are expecting is what can you bring new to the team? And I think what he's able to bring new is limited because the personnel hasn't really changed. We bought in new players, but it's the same kind of players. Like we didn't get the playmaker that we wanted. Someone else who can create a shot. Uh, sorry, y'all. We're not getting Goran Dragic. No, we're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Time to kill that dream. He got the nice Raptors merch. He's walking the streets of Toronto with them boys. Yeah, he's. But hey, we got Frankie Smokes. Does Drogic move the needle that much? No. Like I I see, I'm like I like I see him on Twitter talking about if oh if we had Drogic last year, you know we make it further, or if we had him this year, I'm like I just I think people are like. I will say this. I do agree with them when they say if we had Drogic last year, we make it further. Just considering what I saw from that series with the Clippers, if we had at least one other person who could go get a bucket, we yeah. would have beaten that team. But in the second round, actually, in the second round, I think we could have beat Utah. Dragic, 
yeah, I think Dallas good. matched up well. Without Drogic, we could have beat Utah. Yeah, without Drogic, I think the Mavericks matched up well again. with Utah. I'm not Man, going look. down that road again. I'm not <laughs> going down that think road. About, think about this. Think about this. Think I'm about this. I'm not going this. down that road. Think about this. <laughs> what did the Clippers do? All they did was stretch the floor, play five out, and bring Rudy Gobert out the paint. That was KP's element. Well, <laughs> I'm not doing this. All, all you got to do is get the switch <laughs> with Luka. Man, look. I'm not doing this at all. I'm just saying. That same KP that, that Rick Carlisle stuck in the corner and said be a decoy. That, yeah. that KP? Yeah, that's what he going to do against the Jazz. Sit in the goddamn corner. Him and Maxi. And do and accomplish yeah. absolutely nothing. Hey, if they miss, you still got to respect it. That's bringing Rudy out the paint, ain't it? Am I right? I'm not doing this. All right, we not doing this. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not, just saying. I'm not doing this. I, <laughs> I halfway wanted us to win just so I could watch us lose to the Jazz. We would have beaten the Jazz. Just so 100% we would beat the Jazz. The Jazz got the same issue we do. Can't nobody else create a shot. Their issue that. this year, they should have been in the conference finals. Their issues, Donovan and Conley couldn't stay healthy. Um, the Jazz plateau, bro. They lost to the Clippers without Kawhi. Game six, not even seven. You, I the mean, Jazz. If you have, the, they had what the Mavs didn't have. Randos decided to get hot. In our games, it was all Luka. If one of Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, one of those other boys... If THJ didn't fall off in the second half of the series, if KP showed up, if one other dude shows up, we we are we are past the Clippers. That would have never been a problem. But the 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 Clippers got that. They got Randos to show up. They got, they got Reggie, talent. They got Reggie Splashson hitting shots all over the place. They, they got, got guys who can create a shot. Off. Right. So it's you just gotta have you gotta have the others. The others gotta step up. And that if it happens for you, then you got a chance to advance. If they if it doesn't. If it's just your your horses carrying the load, then you, you're going to be in some trouble. I will think say. About, think about the Jazz. They peaked. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I yeah, think they so. peaked. They know they peaked. They're more, they're more than a second round exit right now. They peaked. What can they do? Yeah, I mean, they, they, uh, I mean, they, 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 they're not getting better. Like, they weren't. I, I think the Jazz they are going to They were playing back. better without Mike Conley. It was a situational thing. Donovan Mitchell needs to be point guard. No, he doesn't, because he doesn't share the ball like he needs to. That's true. He's, he picks his spots terribly. That's true. He has He's rookie, not a playmaker. He has rookie year Luka issues, where he doesn't pick the pick his spots at the right time. They, he never feeds Rudy on the pick and roll. Rudy just being the paint for no reason. I when I say that the Jazz, when I agree that the Jazz peaked, I'm not saying they can't get to the Western Conference Finals. Okay. I'm just saying this is their ceiling. You're not going to get better than this. Okay. No. Uh, if the only thing I see as far as them getting better, if Donovan Mitchell's decision making becomes better, then that can take them to another level. But other than that, like I agree that the talent is what it is. Like there's nobody else that's going to like explode on that team. But as um, as far as Jose's take um, with the Mavericks possibly getting to the Western Conference Finals, I think the only reason I would agree with that is because. Two of the top four to five teams, in my opinion, in the West, are missing one of their best players each. With Kawhi, who, if we know Kawhi, he's probably not coming back this season. Um, Jamal Murray with the Nuggets, who, if he's coming back, it's probably going to be late. It's going to be hard. Chemistry issues, fitting them back into the rotation. Uh, Especially with MPJ probably getting a lot of opportunities this year going to have to share that ball when and if Jamal Murray comes back. So I think that helps us a lot because 
I think we could beat both of those teams currently constructed as they are without those two players. Okay. And with the Mavs offseason, I think the biggest thing was is they had to choose, do you dump KP for nothing or do you hope he can become what he can be if he's, you know, healthy? And, I mean, they, they went all in on the KP trade. I don't think you can bail on it just yet. I think, I mean, I know everyone's tired of hearing it. This, this is, a, I mean, his healthy offseason. I know everyone's heard it a million times. So if he can just regain his defense, his offense doesn't have to get better. If his defense can get better, the Mavericks will substantially improve. Okay. Um, let's stay there. James, your thoughts on round, what, three is it? Of This is the year KP is going to put it together. Excuse me? <laughs> what what are, your, what are your thoughts on 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 this this being another year of is this the year that KP puts it together? This is his first healthy offseason. Like, is KP ready to be the number two for real? He's gonna have to be, right? Do you believe in it? It can happen, but we'll have to see, right? It can happen. Okay. I mean, like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat. I'm not ready to say it's not going to happen. I'm not going to also say this is that it's going to happen. I'm, 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 I'm patient. I'm willing to see it play out. Uh, as far as I think Jose mentioned, like, what, what can we do differently? The only thing I see that we could, like, potentially get different with Jason Kidd as the coach is his rotations could be different. Uh, like, his decision-making on when to pull Luca and things like that, that could be a huge difference for us and then like how 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 willing he is to take risks on end of the bench guys in certain certain situations so i'm curious to see how his rotations look definitely curious to see how he uses luca uh he's seems very committed to to moving kp up the uh the hierarchy i mean kp got his shots last year it's just maybe not where he wanted or how he wanted or when he wanted um it's going to be interesting to see what he does with KP. They've been pushing that whole narrative all summer. So the, the thing with KP that I like though is he's very aware of his shortcomings. Like he, I think at the, his uh, end of the year exit or whatever, he even said how the game evolved and he hasn't evolved and he needs to. Like he's very aware that if he doesn't adapt, like he's not going to be like, he's not getting a second big, con another big contract. And so I, that's my one like thing with KP is he's very well aware of like his shortcomings. And he also, I think he expects a lot on himself, which I, I like, like I hate little bitch about when he complains about how he was used. Like I would be pissed off if he was like happy that he was a decoy. Like if he was like, Hey, it's great. I just sat here. I didn't get hurt. I, I got a paycheck. Like I'm glad that he's like, no, like I wanted to be used more, but I do what was best for the team. I do what I was told. Like, he I want my to players to like. Yeah, I want. I, I want my my. He's supposed to be the second star. I want him to think he's the second star. I don't want him to be happy being used as like a seven three Jason Capono. Like, I want. I want him used as like, <laughs> you know, what he is, which is a, our second best player, not a decoy. Right. I think I, I can respect that. Um, but I'm pretty sure he hears the chatter, sees the chat on yeah. social media too. So 
That's why he be posting those pictures of him in the weight room. He need to get up the squats, boy. Like, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of the show muscles. Like, like go ahead Luca, and say it. We know you want to say it. Luca showing all the leg work. Luca getting the Luca coming back with a dump truck. I need, KP, <laughs> I need KP. I need KP to be busting you, them squats. Come on, man. You want him to get a wagon, don't you? Do them, do them hip thrusts. Come on. Get a wagon. Watch them IG bottles. Show you how it's done. Like, come on, man. I continue. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I think with KP, it's like it's just a matter. It, I mean, it is a matter of health, obviously. And like that's not gonna like that concern's never gonna go away. He's seven foot three. Like those concerns will always be there. But I think if he just like his issue was, I think it was two options ago. He bulked up. His body couldn't handle all that added muscle. And then it was like this weird like transition going back. Kind of. I mean. We'll see. I, I I have hope for him, mainly because like we're we're stuck with him. Like yeah. I mean, like the time, best. Man. Like there's there's no trade package you could realistically do for KP that gets you anything remotely decent. Nope. So. Yeah. Same same here. Um, I know I I made the joke about dumping him for scraps because I'm just tired of looking at him, but. Yeah, like in Kevin re- Love and Dylan <laughs> Windler. In reality. Three years left on that contract, like it, it makes sense to to ride it out for at least another one uh, before we're yes. willing to, to cut bait. Like we, they, he hasn't just been completely ass. He's he showed signs of being able to be that guy. If we being honest, he was only really ass in the playoffs. He averaged like twenty and nine last year, right? And he was good at his the defense. Of last year's playoffs. His defense was terrible though, like all year. But I mean, and some of that could have been due to like you know schemes like that drop coverage just wasn't working. I mean, and everyone knew it wasn't working. Blame so I mean, obvious. it could be some of I mean, but uh, hopefully Jason Kidd because Jason Kidd does seem to have like a legit interest in like you know making KP you know great again. Uh, so he's uh, let's get the merch. Get the I, merch. I, I, I'm gonna help you guys out, you know, put it on a t-shirt. Make poor Zingas. <laughs> Make poor Zingas great again. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh what's it called? I mean, I think he'll be fine though. I mean he has to be. Okay. James, and then, thoughts? Oh, go ahead. Also, and then all I, I also think they need to make a decision on Brunson like mm. ASAP. Bring him by the deadline, because mm. at this point he's gonna be gone for nothing. Yeah, y'all don't think y'all think he wants to leave? To be honest, no. I think he does. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I had him on the Kyle Lowry trajectory, come all the way back coming out of college. Of he can be a good backup, but he's gonna also show signs that he could be a starter on a bad team, and it's hard to not want that glory of being a starter. He's starting off his career better than Kyle Lowry, though. That's for sure. Yeah, Kyle Lowry took a little while to get there. But once he did, he was not happy being a reserve. And he took his shot. It worked out for him. So uh, I definitely can see Brunson following the same path. I mean, they went to the same college, everything. So his story could be, could be very similar uh, when it's all said and done. Um, I, I definitely am not completely against that idea. It's going to be curious, interesting to see how he looks early in the season how he's used by uh, Jason Kidd. And if you can learn to pass. And that's the thing. I don't know if it's his size or what, because he was he was an assist guy in college, but 
there's certain passes I see him like in the pick and roll and stuff. Like I see him seeing it, but he doesn't throw the pass. And I don't know if yeah. he's, he's like scared to throw it because he's small and he doesn't want to get picked off or whatever, but it's, it hurts the team. Yeah. There's a lot of times where it's, I mean, he just has tunnel vision and it's like, yeah. But again, in college, he was a playmaker. So it's weird that he's lost. I mean, I don't think he lost the ability. Maybe he just lost the confidence in it. Yeah. Uh, but something has to happen with his playmaking if he's going to be on this team long term because uh, his max contract is like what fifteen million? Fifty-five, I think. Fifty-five, four-year, fifty-five. Yep. I mean, I'm not sure if you can pay that for your backup guard, whose ceiling is your backup guard, when you have so many other holes on your roster. To be exactly. honest, there's no reason Jalen Brunson shouldn't be able to emerge as a another shot creator for this team. He just hasn't yet. Okay. Yeah. What's this thing about the Clippers getting John Wall? Is that a legit rumor? You saw something like yes, just this, now? Uh, I don't think I don't know if it's a legit rumor. It's just people talking okay. because John Wall was seen out with Paul George. That's it. I know in the hoop spaces they brought up the Clippers as well as a possible destination because they need playmaking, and uh, with Kawhi out, they may be willing to take some chances on different things. And they're a contender. He probably wants to be with a contender. So, absolutely. Uh, I could see some smoke there. I think the Thunder were another team that was brought up. Um, and that I can't. Sense to me. I can't remember who the third team was. Just don't be us. Um, but that was a great transition because I did. John Wall was the next topic. Are you? Are y'all interested in John Wall with the Mavericks? Yes. Yes. Absolutely, James. You said uh, you said it's gonna be us, but I couldn't tell how you felt about that. I said, "Don't be us. Oh, don't be us." <laughs> I take John Wall over Goran Dragic any any day. I don't care what the contract looks like. Why not, James? <laughs> I just don't want him. <laughs> any don't, reason? Don't like him or his game or what? Contracts, his age, his injury, everything. <laughs> so. If his contract was smaller, would you want him? Uh sure. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I was about to say, Goran Dragic is everything you just mentioned except for the contract. Yeah. But that that's that's pretty important, isn't it? And people were uh, mad about the contract, but it was 19 mil. To be honest, Dragic. I think the contract is a good deal. Because not a good deal, but let me, put it, let me put it. No, 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 no. John okay. Wall's contract. Let me put it into perspective. If we had the salary to um to fill to trade for John Wall in two years. That money comes clean off the books. That's a lot of money off the books to use in free agency. Money that people swore, hey man, once we pay Luca, we won't have his money anymore. All that money is gonna come off at once. And you can possibly add a high caliber player who is asking for maybe 20-something million dollars. Yeah. As I mean, it stands, the only way to do it would be to trade KP, though. So I'm assuming nobody yeah. wants that. No. If Absolutely KP not. got... Uh, let me cross my fingers. If KP got hurt early in the season, would y'all be willing to do it for John Wall and, like, Christian Wood or something? What makes you think we will get Christian Wood? As a sweetener, because he's not young either. <laughs> he's he's not trying to play with some twenty year olds. Christian Wood is like twenty six, and he's like twenty seven, twenty eight. I'm gonna look it up right now. 
He may have to be close to his prime, I think. That's still young, really. But, like, compared to the rest of the team? I mean, it's not old. You need some vets on the team. He's 25. He's 25? He'll be 26 oh, on the 27. Like, all right. Well, maybe he will stick it out with the young guns. Yeah. Yeah, there's no reason I mean, they, would, they would give us Christian. Yeah. Wood. If Pits. they were hypothetically saying, hey, we would give you Christian Wood and John Wall for KP, I would do it because I like Christian Wood. And then John Wall, obviously, I, I mean, I've been a fan of him since Kentucky. Uh, but real quick with the Houston Rockets, as I said earlier, if Tyler Bay can't make the roster for the Houston Rockets, there's not a single roster in the NBA. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear he's probably going to end up G in uh, the yeah. G League. To, to find his way, uh, he would play overseas. He probably get Demar- paid more in China with uh, Demarcus Cousins. Oh yeah, probably- China, China wants Boogie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms right there. Um, I think it just hit me like if KP were to go down, we'd be in some trouble. We did. Yeah, not- that's. I mean- we have Dwight Powell. That's the end of the podcast. All right, I'm gonna catch y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I, it just hit me. I didn't even think about it. Like I, a KP insurance policy was one of the main things I really wanted, and I, we definitely didn't do that. So, <sighs> oh hell, Moses Brown. That's why I wanted Lori. Like. Because the way I looked at Lori, you could rebuild his value, flip him down the road, and then he was the KP insurance. Uh, a lot of Mavs fans on Twitter didn't want Lori. I mean, but a lot of Mavs fans on Twitter really don't know what they're talking about. So. I don't even pay attention to Mavs Twitter that much anyway. So That's a very, simple, very, very straightforward and simple way to explain the situation because there's no reason to not want Lori marketing. Like, why would you not? They, 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 some, I mean, like, some of them were clamoring for Dennis Smith, but like, which I mean, I, I wanted Dennis Smith back, but like, then we're like, no, oh, no, the glory. And it's like, right. Make it make sense. Like, somebody who has actually shown some signs of actual positive play recently. Like, come on, man. And you can, I mean, the way I looked at it, you could have Lori or KP on the court at all times. Exactly. And I mean, that's one thing I don't under like, people don't understand that like staggering minutes is a thing, <laughs> like in basketball. Like you don't have to play them together at all times. Like when Luke and DeRozan got brought up, they're like, "Oh, DeRozan take the ball out of Luke's hand." I'm like, "Yeah, but you stagger their minutes." Like I, th- I think people look at roster construction like they do on 2K. Like and you're just do like five minute system. quarters. Yeah, like you're playing five yeah. minute quarters, and obviously you're gonna have your main guys in for like 17 minutes. That's those, not how it works. Those are the people who, when they play 2K, they don't make the rotations themselves. They just hit starters, bench, starters, bench, and just right. do it like that. Exactly. But if you have a Laurie and a KP, or a KP and a, another stretch four behind him, you can run the same system the entire game. Yeah. Uh, what happens to the Mavs is we take out KP or Luca. We have nobody behind them that plays anywhere close to how they play. So we're a completely different team when either one of them is not on the court. That's why I wanted Bogdan Bogdanovich because he could be like a Luca light type of guy. Yeah. Like, 
that's that's the way I want to see the team roster build. Yeah, like. you like you don't want to have to have two totally different play styles, and I think that's the issue. And like, I get mad when I like I bring up how like Luca's usage needs to go down if this team like make it further, and people argue with it. And it's like, I mean, you're not going to win when you have one guy having to do everything. Because like, but I, I do think some of these people like would rather have Luca win MVPs and no championships. Mark and I mean, like, yeah, Mark. Yeah, I mean, I don't like <laughs> Luca could never win another like win an MVP, zero All NBAs, but the Mavericks win championships, and I'll be happy. Like, exactly. But I mean, I I just think some people like they they're they're so like in love with this like thought of Luca like doing what Dirk did, and like they don't realize like that's not going to happen. And that's not who he is. That's simply yeah. not who he is. He would rather it's win not and the get league no anymore. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he like, he, he wants to win. And I mean, I think, I mean, I think he has like, I mean, I, I mean, he's obviously like a little arrogant dude. Like I think he wants MVPs and shit, but like, I don't think he cares to the point where it's like, he would rather have MVPs and championships. I, mean, I think he wants both, which I mean, it's great. But I mean, I, I think that's the biggest issue. They need a backup guard who can somewhat emulate what Luca does, and then a backup big who can do what KP does. That's not Maxi. Exactly. Maxi can shoot, but that's like that's literally it. it. <laughs> and like a defender can't be within seven feet of him. Like the temperature has to be good outside. I mean, it's like got to be good some cheeks. Like everything. Yeah, I was like, like... He, he can't. He can't be single. Like you know, like. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into Maxi being an effective player. And that's the one thing I've been arguing is like, I love Dorian. I love Maxi, but they're high energy three and D guys, like nothing more. Like you can find a guy who can like give you effort on defense and can, I mean, I think it showed like, I think like 70%, I think of Dorian's threes are like wide open and yeah. he hits 34%. If I shot that many open threes, I would shoot at least twenty seven percent. Give me some practice, I can make it up to thirty four. <laughs> so like Yeah, I think a lot of mass fans just don't realize how easy it is to do the things that they do. Um not to take anything away from them. Physical yeah. tools are important. What they do is important. The chemistry they have with the team is important. Yeah. But as far as skill set, they're not very unique players. Mavs fans have the opposite problem that Lakers fans have. Where like Lakers fans are like, "Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna turn Caruso and Kuzma to Bradley Beal." Mavericks fans are like, "Give up Maxi for for uh, Dame Lillard? No way!" Like, yeah. so that would never even happen. Like, we would never give up Maxi for uh, for Prime Shaq. We, we can never do that. He's too important to the team. Yeah, it's like. Team chemistry would fall apart. His dog plays with Luca's dog. I mean, fuck like, about them dogs. Dame's a cat guy. You can't have that. Fuck them dogs. Right. Like, that's uh, it's, it's uh, that's my biggest thing though. It's like we like role. You can replace role players. Like you like like stars don't grow on trees. Like role players do. Like. And so with that said, speaking of role players. Uh, Frank Nilakina. That's was, not a role uh, player. <laughs> That's, is that a role player? 
I'm at, sorry. At I'm best, sorry. That was uncalled for. At that was best, right now, he's a role player. Yeah, yeah, that was uncalled for. If he gets minutes. So, so first of all, Frank Nilakina was signed. Um, it's funny because this is the first offseason where I didn't say we got to go get Frank Nilakina. Yes, you did. When? I could have sworn I saw you say it on Twitter. I'm pretty yeah, sure did. I could have sworn. I think I, I might have said it like early on or something like that. But like, okay. like as free agency started to continue and like our roster was pretty much set, I I let go of Frank being a Maverick. Um, like I I would normally be clamoring like oh, we got to make this trade for Frank, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. forth. But I was like, you know what? I, I hope Frank goes somewhere. It probably doesn't need to be Dallas. Uh, but he's in Dallas now, so. It's, I'm interested in this to see what they think of him. Like, I want to see a press conference to hear what their thoughts are with bringing him in because personally, I don't think he's a point guard anymore. I think you have to let go of the idea of him being a point guard. What is he? A two he, guard. He's a, he's a defensive two or three. He's six seven, seven foot two. He's seven what? Foot, he's six seven. Jesus. He grew. That's, that's, I thought he was like six foot four. He I was, he was six he, foot four. He was six four when he came in the league. He has grown, and I also think that's part of his problem with his shot because his he he grew, and his arms also got longer. Like there was the the chat boards were like lighting up over the past couple of years about how he's bigger than he was when he came in. Didn't he shoot like it was like forty seven percent from like corner? He shot like seventy percent from the corner. He it shot was like, low, okay. but it was a it, low it, volume. It, yes. Yeah, low, yeah, low, yeah, low volume. And he not, shot like I'm upper forties yeah. from three. I mean, I think if he can hit open threes and play defense, he can find a spot on this team. If I shoot four threes from the corner and I make three of them, <laughs> but that's look, a good point. That's a good point. So, so here's the thing: like I, I look at him, Dorian Finney-Smith, like Dorian Finney-Smith yeah. starter pack. Don't put the ball in his hands. Don't ask him to run the offense. If he all of a sudden gets the ball in the corner and puts it on the ground once, fine. I know he can do that every now and then, but I don't need it to be expected of him coming in. All I need him to do is clamp up on D and stand in the corner and hit a three every now and then. If he does those things, like if that's all he does, if that's all he brings to the table, he's a solid guy that you can plug for 10 minutes. If he adds anything else, then it could then we we accept that second year of the contract and move forward. And it, it could end up working out for us great. But I just don't want them to expect him to be a point guard. Personally. Which I mean with having Luca and Brunson, I think if he does play, he'll play with one of them. So they won't expect him to be, which I think is good for him. Right. Uh, but that's one thing. I mean, yeah, like I said, Dorian Finney Smith Light, I mean, is a good description of it. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a low risk thing. Like, I don't like him taking up a roster spot versus Nate Hilton. Like, does it mean anything? I mean, it's like worst case scenario, they never play. So, right. Right. but if the Mavericks do a press conference just for Frankie Smokes, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm kill myself because no. the amount of shit we will Absolutely get. Absolutely not. Twitter. Absolutely not. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. I realized. Okay, you said a. Yeah, I saw Reese's reaction. I was like, oh crap, that ain't what I meant. I mean, like, you know, when the when the preseason kicks up or whatever, we okay. return to training camp and they're like, they're going to do some sort of like introduction or people are going to ask questions about bringing in Frank. I want to hear what their thoughts are on why, why they brought him in and what they expect from him. I thought you meant like you're going to have Mark, Jason. Holding up Mika, the jersey. And Frank, oh, they're holding up a jersey because Hawks Twitter, Nick's Twitter, 
but be destroying Mavericks fans for the next five. I years. would be destroying Mavericks fans. <laughs> and, like I would just just do it. Just do it. Have a conference. He has a jersey. You already know the media team's putting together a, a French picks French pr- French Prince parody skit for him to do, uh, so they can play it on the jumbotron. I, I, you already know it's coming. That was my biggest uh, when they released uh, Wes in whatever I can't pronounce the last name. Uh, the fact that they didn't keep him till at least like their Star Wars night was the biggest like travesty. Like they they had so many missed opportunities for Star Wars night. What Wes Windu? Yeah, like Mace Windu. Mace. Oh yeah. my God! Like how did they? Like I honestly thought they signed him strictly for that. Because he can't play. Like so, I was so, like, well, like. <laughs> Oh my it God. was pretty much about, like paying him for like you know naming rights, <laughs> like the whole Frank Nilakina press conference would be. All right, Frank. So, what made you choose the Mavericks? I needed a job. <laughs> That's my first model- accent. Straight up, <laughs> straight up. I wanted to stay in the NBA. <laughs> and they offered me. And they gave me a contract. <laughs> I was about to sign this IMG model contract and then the Mavs call. So Cuban, what made you sign Frank? He got some defense. <laughs> oh man. You care about Brad defense Ta- now? Yeah, kinda. A little bit. Brad Townsend releases a tweet and they're not done yet. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> Buckle up. Skin oh, Wade telling us to quit bitching. Oh, we got a former lottery pick. Quit bitching. Buckle up. That's the funniest thing I ever said. Top 10. Top 10 pick. Former top 10 pick. I recall a lot of you wanted him. Now we got yeah. him, but you're still complaining. All you do is complain. You guys wanted the Mavs to sign players, not the Mavs sign players, and you still complain. What do you want? I can hear motherfucker damn. We got you players. What more do you want from was me? It Brad, was it Brad who was like, Pistons are the worst team in the NBA, yet people want their players? A couple years back? A couple years back? I don't know. Yeah, he was like uh, bashing Mavs fans for, I forgot which player they wanted off the Pistons. And he was like, if he's so good, why are the Pistons bad? And I'm like, was it? It was probably last year. Was it Jerry and Grant? It might have been Jeremy Grant. And they're like, uh, if it was, yeah, he was basically saying how if they were, uh, these players are so good, good, why are the Pistons bad? And I'm like, that's 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 terrible. Yeah. Because they don't watch other teams. That's that's God what it comes down to. That's what it comes yeah. down to. They don't watch other teams until we play them. And then they're, oh, this guy can do this. It's like, yeah, he's been doing it all year. Then sends out a tweet and say, such and such is one of the most underrated players in the league. No, we've been watching him, <laughs> motherfucker. And you have Derek Harper using words he doesn't understand. At this juncture. <laughs> oh, D. Harp. He, I, I, I've never There's no doubt. There is no doubt about it. it. I never tagged that man on Twitter at all. He blocked me. So that just lets you know. Uh, There's no name, doubt about it. My name does ring bells. So anyway, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> speaking that's of. Me, that's, uh, me, that's me ringing. I, I see me you, ringing I see bell. Ring your bell. All right, anyway. Uh, ring a ring. All right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Please don't sing anymore. So speaking Say of. The bell. Speaking right, of yeah. players and changing teams. I did have something I wanted to get on my soapbox about. Um, All right. Mavs fans do this as well. But I've, I've been seeing a lot of it after the Frank Nilakina signing. 
Knicks fans just finding tweets about Frank and just finding ways to try to shit on him and he's this and he's that. Mavs fans did it with, with Josh Richardson. Um, when a player leaves your team, let go. Unless his name is Wesley Matthews. Unless he actively harmed your team. Okay. All right. Unless he actively harmed your team in some way. Did. Like intentional, like doing things that he shouldn't be doing on your team to cause problems. Let it go. Wesley Ray- Matthews. Ray Rondo, fine. We can have it at Ray Rondo. Uh, Wesley Matthews, let him have it. But Josh Richardson was trying. He, yeah, he, he deserved it. He doesn't deserve to be shit on every time he comes across your timeline. Josh Richardson was put into a role that was never supposed to be his to begin with. Right. We are bringing in guys and asking them to do things they don't do and then being mad at them for not doing them. That's not fair. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much all I want to say. I've been seeing all the Frank stuff from Knicks fans just going. I, I forget who it was. I think... Uh, who is it? Grant Afseth who joined uh, Dalton's yeah. podcast. He had posted like a video clip of Frank doing something, and some Knicks fan comes in. And he's like, "Y'all been slurping Frank." He's like, "Dude, we just got him. He just posted a clip saying this is what some one thing that we could expect from him." And Grant's going back and forth with this guy. I'm like, "You got you more patient than me. He would have been blocked so quick. I'm not wasting my time on up. not wasting my time on that kind of thing." But yeah, a player leaves your team. Player didn't actively do anything to harm your team. Leave leave him alone. Move on. You sound like a bitter ex. Just move on. That's all I had to say. Listen to some Marvin's room. Don't do that at all. Um, (laughs) Drake hater. Speaking of hot takes, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I asked you guys if you had any hot takes you needed to get off your chest. I also or Reese put the tweet out on the timeline as well. What you got something to say, Reese? The mid roll. All right. Be, be stewing on the hot takes. We need to drop this ad real quick. Um, let's do the ad. We're going to do this live. We'll be back after a word from our... Wait. Just say the word from okay. our sponsors. But this is us, player. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> <laughs> you, you good? You got the script? Yeah. Uh, Jose and James, could y'all mute yourselves? Because this might be bad. Y'all might laugh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of sick. Let me grab like a. Let me take a sip or something. Um, Hot tea. Okay. All right, I got to do the first part, right? Yep. All right. <clears throat> Week one may be over, but the season's just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off week two, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week two game to receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now 
and use promo code TBPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. <laughs> the struggle was real. I heard. Did you? You could hear my nose. I thought you were about to suffocate. <clears throat> I was. <laughs> I almost slipped up a couple times, but my brain said, "No, nah, you got this. Keep going." You remember Me. that? You remember that Olympic race where the dude injured himself and his dad came on the and he yeah. <laughs> That was my subconscious. Like, come on, Reese, you got this. You could finish this ad. I know you're sick right now, but I'm with you. You you put the team on your back. I put the what? Darren Sharper, the hardest hit. You put the team on your back. No, we don't mention Darren Sharper. Oh, my bad, my bad. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a rapist. <laughs> Aren't they all? I'm, I'm sorry, that was... Oh, my God. Wait, oh, oh yay. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, I know way too much about college football. I apologize. Um, As I'm watching BYU play. Yeah. Oh, my God, who cares? That game's still up. on? <laughs> I mean, they three hours long. Hold up. It's 12. It's 11 o'clock. I'm about to say it's 12 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. Hot takes. Oh, man. Anyway. So, hot takes, hot takes, hot takes, not hot cakes. Jose, any hot takes you need to get off your chest? I like when that hot take bling. So, I, I have two hot takes. One's a music one. Ooh, okay. Uh, so... My first one would be Heartland by Nelly is better than uh, CLB. Don't you listen to Heartland yet? Wait, I'm sorry. Hold up. Are you talking about like a 2021 Nelly album? Yes. It, Have you listened to it? Be- it's a country I album. I didn't know it existed. It's a country album. Why it's is Nelly making album. country music? Why not? Why not? He's from, he's from Missouri. He got with Florida Georgia Line. What? Okay. I don't know much about country music, but I know most country music lovers hate Florida Georgia Line. They hate bro country. Is that Florida Georgia Line? Yeah, it's like they hate Florida Georgia Line. They hate they hate modern pop country. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm just telling you, uh Heartland was 100% 100% better than uh, Drake's new album. Uh, you know why You know why it's better? It's 30 minutes long. That's why it's better. I mean, Nelly, I mean, he's arguably the GOAT of, uh, of hip-hop, so. Nelly uh, gave me an album in 30 minutes or less. I, I, I praise him for that. He said hot takes, not lava takes. This is too much. Okay, you know what? Look, when we ask for hot takes, we don't want y'all trolling. Okay, I'm not that, sure. that, no, I'm no, 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 no. Sure. When he said Nelly is the go to hit, come on, bro. That's too much. That's too much. Nelly said Nelly says it himself on on uh, one of the songs. He says, uh, "The black t- Tom Brady, I'm the goat." 
Okay, let me get that's bars. This is this is one of like a few things that I do on the podcast now since we on camera. Let me get close to the mic. I don't give a fuck what Nelly said. Nelly can be the goat of Missouri. That's it. That is all. Drake never made Air Force Ones though, so exactly or pimp juice. Yeah. Drake doesn't have Drake doesn't have that. Yeah. What does Drake have? A little cell phone dance. I caught that, babes. I caught that. Oh damn! I forgot we got the camera. Oh man! Right you know what? Let's 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 move on. Different hot. Take. <laughs> my my other hot take is Jameis Winston's winning MVP. That's trolling. You're, you're trolling. No, I've been saying it. Since he announced the starter, I said he's winning MVP. You don't believe that. I drafted him in every fantasy league of mine because he's going to win MVP. You don't believe that. He's not going to win MVP. So his odds are plus 5,000. Uh, I almost threw 1,000 on it. Oh, you're so that's, a guaranteed, that's a guaranteed 50,000. You were wasted. You were wasted $1,000. You could just gave it no. to me. No. If you don't waste, if you waste that much money, just give it to me. No, it's, you know, like, it was. I so mean, you can sell it to me if you want to. Through after week one, you could argue he's he's leading the MVP race. No, <laughs> no. I was he's in the best out. team, in, best team of the NFC. He's not the best team in the NFC. Who is? Is he a Tampa Bay or, or, the, or the Rams? We better than Tampa Bay. Yeah, better, way better. No, you're not. I mean, no, he did that without no, Mike. No, 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 no. You're not better than Tampa Bay. Stop it. You're okay, not. Okay, let me say this. Last no, year, when people said no, we weren't better than no. Tampa Bay. We came out in the regular season and beat their ass twice. So I'm not going to argue. I'm just going to let. I'm just going to let the season play for itself. Okay, but what We're happened? Still, what happened to playoffs? Okay, we lost one out of three times. Yeah, but you're not better than Tampa Bay. We're not you're better not. than Tampa Bay. Okay. No. Why aren't we better than Tampa Bay? Because they're Tampa Bay has a better roster. Okay, do they? What did they add to the roster and what did we lose? What did it mean? They didn't add to the roster. They brought everyone back from the Super Bowl winning team. Okay. Uh, what did we lose? I mean, you're not, you don't have Michael Thomas right now. Uh-uh. I said, what did we lose from the roster? By the time we play Tampa Bay, Michael Thomas will be back. Our, our, our roster will actually be healthy. And, and Jameis Winston is better than Drew Brees. But he's not better than Tom Brady, though. So? They're not Drew, better than Tom last Bay. year. Last year, Drew Brees wasn't better than Tom Brady, and we whooped their ass twice. So twice in a regular season, though. But okay, they're not. They're not better than Tampa Bay. Okay, you're not giving me a reason why. I don't need to. You, yes, we see it. We we see it. How do you it's see right it? They're in front of you. Tampa Bay's better. Okay, we just they, beat Green they got Bay better players. To three. They got better players. That didn't matter last year. Tampa Bay has better players than Tampa, New Orleans right now. Okay, like who? Their fucking defense is better. Okay. Uh, is it? Yes. Because I think uh, the Saints are basically, how do I say, fooling people. Uh, people still thinking we're an offensive team when we're a defensive team disguised as an offensive team. Yeah, but does, do you have anyone better in defense than, than the Buccaneers? Yeah. We got a lot of good people on defense. So they're Buccaneers. Okay. 
So why are they better? You're not giving me a reason. I'm saying you set the Tampa Bay. Because they has are a, hold better. On, listen, They're listen, they are. Listen, listen. You said that Tampa Bay has the better roster, right? Do they not? Let me finish. You said Tampa Bay has the better roster. I said, okay. Why do they have the better roster? You said they, just they have do. better players. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Why do you tell you? They, you see it. Okay, let me ask you a question. Did they have better players last year than us? Yes. Oh, okay. So why did we whoop their ass twice? Because you beat them. That's it happens. Thank you. So it can happen this year. Next hot take. But they're not better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We were better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. We read, we won the division for the fourth year in a row. May I add? Next hot take. But they're not better than them. I'll tell you okay. that right now. Okay, <laughs> James. Do what? You have, do you have any hot takes to throw on the fire? Uh, not really. Oh wow, that's a first. Man, you caught me. At, you caught me at a time right now where I'm, where I'm watching football right now, and I'm just kind of late. Sent, and I, I can't, you, I can't I said, think. I sent Turn the game you the off. Hours ago. Turn the game off. You had hours to to cook up something. You're not, you're not focused. You're not paying attention. Uh, there's hours of me watching football too, so I was kind of like. James said we uh we are not important enough for him to prepare. I did not say that shit. I did not say that. We're not more important than you also BYU. Who BYU's BYU cooking. Playing? Who are they even playing? Arizona State. They're cooking right now. Okay, then if it's uh if they cooking them, then why is why are you still? So we, we're not better than a blowout football game. All right, cool. Okay, it's, no, it's not it's not blow. It's like twenty one to seven. Twenty one to seven like, is a blowout. I just feel like if you appreciated my time, if oh you respected god. me, oh my god, oh, I you love y'all. You would have prepared a hot take, okay? You would have prepared a hot take if you. Okay, cared. you know what? Now you don't sound like you're crying. You sound like if you cared. I... <laughs> I'm sorry. You sound that like radio. My, that was my upset white girl. Uh, you say you sound like radio. All right, all right, Pete to the goat. Radio. So he's like radio. South, South Carolina legend. Radio. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, uh, let's move forward. Since uh, since James did not prepare any hot takes for the podcast, let's let's go. To I'm sorry to disappoint y'all. It's he used them all up all on the timeline, I guess. Probably. It's all good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Do you have any hot takes? He did give us a. No, I'm not a hot take guy. What's up? One more. What hot take? No, I, I do have a hot take. I, got, I do I have a hot take. You only Saints win in the division. How about that? That's not a hot take. That's like that should be obvious. Saints going to, to the division. To be honest, that's definitely a hot take because considering throughout the whole week, all the talk has been about how Green Bay wasn't prepared and not about how good and great our defense was, and you know it is what it is. I don't. Care. I like being the underdog. I told you that was going to happen. I, I told you that was going to happen. It was going to all be all about Aaron Rodgers. Not you know being focused on the off season and not about James Winston finally living up to his, his uh, potential, you know. Oh no, the Green Bay Packers weren't prepared. But if you watch the film, our rotation on our defense and our secondary is impeccable. But hey, destroyed. Them. They they had no chance in that game. Um, and James Winston is you know winning the MVP. He's not winning MVP. I do have one more hot take. I, I, I'll let you have it. We'll, we got a few. I have one more hot take on the timeline. But yeah, go ahead. Uh, Trey Young is better than Dame Miller. That's like lukewarm. I got destroyed about that before. I they, people, that. thank that's you. That's Luke. No, say that's lukewarm. That's not even. When I put it on the time <laughs> like two months ago, everyone hated on me for it. Because I... Twitter, that because Twitter likes to argue about anything, so they'll find something. They want they want to find something to argue about, so they'll argue about something. 
I know when they argue about Allen Iverson. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I honestly cannot disagree with that. But you know how it is with the NBA. Nobody wants to see a young guy catapult to the top. Like he's got to earn his stripes. He's already got taking his team to the conference championship. So he's, he's even with Dame in that category. So, and the head of Luca. And I, I love his passing. His playmaking is amazing. His decision making, even in his playoffs. What you say, Jose? He's ahead of Luca in that category. Oh, okay. getting to the conference championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, no, I mean, I <laughs> don't we not get that hot on here? <laughs> but um, I mean his 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 team believed in him and got him players that allowed him to to achieve the most he could achieve this year more than anybody expected. I, I even Hawks fans didn't expect what they did in the playoffs. So shout out to them, salute to them, shout out to Trey Young, love Trey Young, um, definitely pulling for him. I don't want him to get to the finals before Luca. I would love for them to meet each other in the finals. Yeah. That would be epic. But um, so here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Hawks. They're they're gonna go back down to earth. No, they're, they're gonna, gonna be, keep. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna, they're gonna be pulling out what out east. They, well, they'll make it. They'll make the one conference finals, and they'll probably be nowhere near that again. What have they done wrong with their roster so far? They just Nothing. added a bunch of young talent. Doesn't matter. Is what I'm saying is gonna happen. So I will can, say. I will say this. I agree with James, but not. I don't agree with his reasoning. I agree yeah. with James because I just think there's too many powerhouses in the East now. You got the Bucks. The Brook, Brooklyn is unbeatable, honestly. Uh, I think the Knicks are much better this year. Uh, so they can match up with the Hawks much better since they have more shot creators. But I don't think the Hawks won't make it, excuse me, simply because they were like a fluke or something. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, agree yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, well, I they, they, they played the Knicks who couldn't score, and they played – Philadelphia couldn't do anything either, so they they kind of like had a good draw. They did have a good draw. I will say they they did have a good draw. That's they did bullshit. have a good path, but they also yeah, I mean, they I, also earned it. They yeah. also earned it. No one had them beating They beat Philly. Who no one thought that. I mean, no one thought they're going to beat Philly. And after they beat them, they're like, oh well, Philly Ben Simmons is trash. It's like after the fact, we, we had these excuses. Exactly. People thought the Knicks were going to stomp them. Then it's like, oh, well, Knicks can't score. It's like, well, you guys were saying they're going to clamp up Trey. Trey literally, I mean, not only did he embarrass him in the playoffs, he then comes back for SmackDown and embarrasses him there. So, I, I mean, that. like, oh, no, it was great. So, I for me, it's like, gang, baby. yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, I mean, the Hawks just need one of those young guys to develop into a star, okay, which I think right DeAndre Hunter is going to. I think DeAndre Hunter is going to be. Uh, I mean, a great player. Uh, for them. So, you know, the NBA is Randy Moss, as some would say. The beautiful thing is, like I said, asset management so far has been done correctly. I was worried yeah. that they were going to let John Collins walk, which would have been stupid. They didn't. Uh, worst case scenario, they can trade him later if, like, a veteran forward becomes available. But they had to keep him. If they let him go, then I was going to start questioning the future. But so far, I they I haven't seen a bad step from them since they got Trey. And they re-signed Capella. Right. They, they yeah, locked Capella. Yeah. yeah. They locked Capella. Everybody there is comfortable and happy. And had a great draft this year. Getting uh, Johnson and Cooper, I think it was, I mean, another great draft. Yeah. They they clean, they're, they, they've been moving correctly 
from day one. I, I uh, wish I knew what that felt like as a Mass fan. Exactly. Class A organization, man. Shout yeah. out to the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah. I mean, they got the barbershop behind the hoop. Like they, they got it. They they're doing things correctly. Like they're, yeah. they're catering to their fans. They're taking care of their players. That's how it's supposed to be done. Shout out to the Atlanta Hawks. If you're a beginning podcaster or someone who just wants to make things easy on their journey, Spotify for Podcasts is the perfect platform for you. They allow you to record your podcast and edit it, not only from your computer. But your phone as well, so you can do it on the go wherever you are. You can make money from your podcast through ads provided by the platform or through subscriptions from your audience with no catch at all. They even take the liberty of distributing your podcast not only to the Spotify platform, but every other podcast and platform as well. Just like that. All you have to do is record, edit, hit publish. And Spotify takes care of the rest. I use Spotify podcasters to start my journey. Bibbs used it to start his journey. We used it to start the Mavs Outsiders journey. And now you have the opportunity to use it to start your journey as well. To get started, all you have to do is download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Let's move to these Twitter Twitter hot takes. I'm nervous, man. I didn't look at none of them. I wanted to be surprised. All right, we're going. How, how, how many do y'all have? It's like one, two, three. I grab a hall. It's like four. It's it's five actually. It's five. All right, let's, let's dig in. All right, so if I'm, we're gonna get away from basketball for a second. Reese, I assume you can still hear us. Jose Mata, uh, fan of the show. Jose, love you. Paradox Killer Twenty Three. Doctor Strange is a copy and paste of Iron Man with magic bedazzled in. Anybody disagree with that take? I don't have any knowledge. Of, I don't have any knowledge of the subject matter, so I can't give you anything. Okay, you're a loser. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm watching BYU play football on Saturday night. Um, I would say I saw this after um, uh, what's the director's name? Um, I, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. After he made the comments about the MCU, I saw a lot of people making these comparisons. Right. I get it, but I don't think it's true at the same time. But I think the reason people make the comparison is because they were both obnoxious assholes who were humbled by a tragedy uh, that basically harmed them or almost killed them. And they found their way by the end of the movie. I get it. I, I get it. It's not the same film at all. The character and the evolution of the character in the origin movie is the same. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, almost every origin story is like the same. But actually, no, because at the end, Iron Man Tony's still a dick. So. <laughs> yeah. So here's where I where I go with people say they're all the same movie, etc. So forth, like. What is a hero's journey? Like, what is a hero's journey supposed to look like? Like, it's going to be somewhat formulaic. They're not going to either, they're not going to be perfect at the beginning. Uh, something has to happen. Something has to challenge them. And then they have to, to have that heroic arc where they put something together and, and save the day, if you will. Um, I don't know what you expect from a superhero movie besides that formula. 
Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, and then the formula rules were created. And the formula, I mean, it's obviously successful. I mean, like it's uh. What it yeah, be, like seventy three billion or something like that? Yeah, I mean, like, but, I mean, if you look at like any director, I mean, I feel like a lot of them keep the same formula. You know? Like, it's once if it works, it works. I mean, so. right. and I'm 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 genuinely curious, like, how do you do a superhero movie differently than that, and have it actually be a superhero movie, like an individual superhero movie? Like, they were able to do uh, Infinity War where the heroes lose at the end. Because there was gonna be a part two, and the heroes yeah. were gonna gonna rise up and win. But like in an origin story, like if Shang Chi gets his ass kicked at the end of Shang Chi, like then we gonna say Shang Chi is trash. Like it's, that's not a One hero story. Batman Begins followed the same formula. Green Lantern followed the same formula. Shazam right. followed the same formula. Didn't Blade follow the same formula? Like it's <laughs> come on, yeah. man. Meteor Man. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> there's there's all there's some you introduce to a, a person or, or whatever that is somewhat normal in a normal situation. Something happens to change their circumstances. They have to overcome, and then there's a big showdown at the end, and they win. That that's that's all you have to do. That you the have to thing... get that out the way in the origin movie first, so you can do right. different things down the line, and that's right. what the MCU does, and they do it well. Outside of the origin films, there's no movies you can say are copy and paste. Exactly. Except maybe Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then even some of the origin stories, you're getting different backgrounds. Scott Lang is a criminal who's recruited to, to do one mission, and now he's indoctrinated. Black Panther, he, he inherited the abilities. Captain Marvel is trash, but the origin movie is different. It's different. Um... So yeah, I, I as far as Doctor Strange and Iron Man to get back to the original question, I get the similarities, um, but again, you're you're gonna have those, and they're different enough characters to where I hate Iron Man, but I like Doctor Strange. So, uh, you you can feel how you want about it, people, but <laughs> they're not gonna stop. They're gonna continue. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> His next hot take, not really much to say about this, but he said that five current Mavs on the main roster, so that's when they cut back down to 15 with the two two-ways, will not be on the team next year. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's every year. I mean, not with the Mavs. <laughs> the, the Mavs are the retention kings. Not sure if that's really a hot take. I don't know. I don't know if it is either. I'm trying to. If he had said like a name, just, I'm about to say, yeah. If he said names, that would be different. But yeah, not really much to to bite on there. All right, we'll leave that one alone. And then our boy, Harala Boss Volger, Rolo Gonzalez, seventy eight. First, he said, uh, "Would this even be considered a hot take? Brooklyn and both LA teams will be near slash bottom of playoff seating." or fighting for a play-in spot, but they will make noise in the playoffs, not due to anything else but health and load management. Anybody? Thoughts? I think the Brooklyn one, they're going to be a top three seed. I don't think the Lakers are that good. I think healthy, they're not going to be a top four seed. So, mm. so And then below fifth, I think, is low seed. You're, you're in the bottom half. So I yeah. think... 
Lakers, I, I just don't like the Lakers rosters. Clippers, injuries are going to make them probably a fifth or sixth. So. For the Nets, they can load manage as, as much as they want. They're going to be a top six. Hot take is Lakers don't make it past the second round. Okay. Do you have any? I just don't. On? I just don't like the Lakers roster. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. They're basically going to just try to overpower everybody at the rim and, ho- and hope these pieces fit. My this is to add to that take. I don't think Russell Westbrook finishes the year as a Laker. Ooh. This gives tough. this gives me 2003-2004 Lakers vibes. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I felt the same way. I was <laughs> shut. Uh, sh- I'm not gonna say no names. Never, never mind. Yeah, don't, Gary don't, say Gary don't say his I, name. Don't say his name. Might get canceled. <laughs> Gary Payton. I can't say. I can't say Gary Payton's name. The glove. You can say the glove. That's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Either you know, or you don't. Um, other than that. But as far as this particular take, yeah, I think Brooklyn, they can play one or two of their guys every night and be fine. Like, they'll secure home court, two or three seed, easily. Um, I do agree. I think the Lakers just being penciled in as a one seed is stupid. And as far as penciling them in as a finals team, stupid. So many, there's too many, too much talent in the West to just expect a team with three top players who can't really shoot regularly to, to... to automatically make the finals like uh, the Lakers are going to have to work for this uh and then the Clippers I think people are somewhat sleeping on them but without Kawhi they have a little bit less room for error than they had last year um and I've been I slept on them last year so them finishing four five six is not going to be surprising to me at all yeah I mean I I think the Clippers are still I mean a playoff team but I mean but who knows Paul George I mean he misses a lot of the time you know, his his shoulder it seems like every after every bad game his shoulder starts messing up. So like yeah. Uh, I mean who knows how much time he misses. The Lakers are a top three seed, period. I don't I don't see it. Okay. What teams do you have over the Lakers? Over the Lakers, the Suns for sure. Jazz. After after that, who? The Jazz? The Jazz ahead of them. The Jazz, my, I think the Mavericks, honestly, I believe the Mavericks are finished by the Lakers. Uh, and that might be due to injuries, not just because of talent. Uh, I think the Nuggets still end up above the Lakers. I think Michael Porter's going to take a big step this year. Why are we talking about injuries? Why can't we just say, hey, assuming they're healthy? We can't assuming they're assuming, assuming, okay, assuming. I'm talking about the Lakers. Assuming, like, everyone's, why, yeah. healthy, assuming everyone's healthy, I think the Mavericks – Suns, Nuggets are going to be better. You think the Nuggets are going to be better? The yeah. Because they're missing their second best player. Yeah, I think Michael Porter is going to take a, a big step. This year. And how, how long is Murray supposed to miss? When did he get injured? Define big step for Michael Porter Jr. I mean, I think he's he's going to be able to be a clear number two for that team. I mean, that, he, he I don't see that happening. I'm not sure what, when Murray's supposed to. I just don't. My, my thing with the Lakers is I just don't know how that roster meshes. I don't like the Westbrook addition at, at they all. They added much more than Westbrook, though. No, I know. I, mean, I like I'm a what, huge Dwight Howard? Guy. Literally. Like, Malik Monk is nice. None is nice. They got Rondo back. 
Most they of the players that they back. added, a lot of people look at the Westbrook, you know, sign and say, oh, I don't like, and I get that, but they added a lot of role players that fit not only LeBron, but Westbrook as well. Trevor Ariza, Wayne Ellington. And then Car- Carmelo. Uh, Carmelo. Mello, Kent Bazemore. Uh, that team's not sexy at all. I'm looking at it. No, they, it doesn't have to be sexy, they also but they lost get the job done, players. I'm sure. They, those, I, I see <laughs> they also five, lost five or six. That's, they that's lost the all. That's the all AARP team. Five or six. Them boys can't stay healthy. Mavericks 80, was the all AARP team in 2011. 82 games? Nah. Five, this six, team eight. is this team is older though. Five, six, eight. That's where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I just don't like the way the roster. I mean, but I do, I do. I mean, Malik. I'm a huge Malik Monk fan. Uh, I like, uh, I like none. Uh, but I think losing Caruso, uh, Caruso's gonna hurt. KCP. Uh, so. KCP, I think that's going to hurt because, I mean, they got, I mean, Nunn's a shooter, Monk's a shooter, but I think, I mean, I'm not sure how much they're even going to play on that team. Nunn is not a shooter at all. Like, they're banking on Ellington. I I can see a Danny Green situation going down with with Ellington. He's a much better shooter than Danny Green. But what else does he do? That's all he need to do. I mean, if you if you Former have nobody Mavs else, if you have nobody else to spread the floor, you I can just put a perimeter defender on him and make sure we get protect the paint. That's that's tough. I think. Ariza, Mello, Kent Bazemore. All right. That's not enough for me. LeBron and AD can't be on the court the whole game. Um, so we'll see. And we'll AD's see. bound to like sprain his pinky and miss three weeks. One of those three stars are going to be on the court at all times. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Westbrook and LeBron. But also, Rolo, yeah. you smoking hard, boy, talking about the Brooklyn Nets. About to be a bottom seed. Due to, <laughs> nah, hell no. Nah. Yeah, the Nets the Nets are safe. But the other two, the other two I can see having issues. Um, now, again, it wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers are top three seed. But that's not my expectation on day one. Um, all right, let's get to this this one. Uh, I have I have to go off for a second on this one. I, had, I did a lot of research. So there was a tweet. <clears throat> saying normalize Steph Curry as a top three offensive player of all time. And I said, no. He's not. Uh, and I didn't want to just say no, because, you know, I, I don't tend to, I don't like to talk out of my ass most of the time. Um, so I did some research to, to, to try to figure out Steph Curry top three. Where does he actually land for me? So first of all, Y'all know my eyes over analytics type, but I dug into the analytics just to just to get an idea. So, if you look at true shooting percentage, which is a made up stat that weights free throw or free throws, three point shooting, and field goal percentage, and makes and like weights three pointers higher and blah blah blah, he is third all time in true shooting percentage. He, ha- he is the highest true shooting percentage of any non-big man. Um, KD, Reggie Miller, Harden, Magic, Stockton, and Brent Berry are the only other non-bigs in the top 20. Now, if you believe in true shooting percentage as a metric of, to define who the, the top offensive players of all time are, then by golly, he's number three. So you got it. But true shooting percentage is not how I measure your offensive impact on the game. 
So let's move to another one. Field goal percentage. Overall field goal percentage, the amount of shots you take that go into the basket. Guys ahead of Steph Curry. Guard, not non-big man. So obviously DeAndre Jordan's dunking the ball. He's going to have a very high field goal percentage. I, I excluded the big men. Non-big men ahead of Steph and field goal percentage. Mo Cheeks. And I, oh, I also only included Hall of Famers for this. Mo Cheeks. Magic, Bernard King, Stockton. You heard that name. You heard two names already that you heard previously. Alex English, Dr. J, Paul Westfall, the Iceman George Gervin, and Sidney Moncrief. And I stopped at the top 150. Steph is nowhere to be found because his specialty is threes. Inside the arc, not so much. Or he takes so many threes that his percentage is going to be lower overall because of the three. You're going to make less threes, right? But then you have to remember, you know, uh, three-pointers and jump shots, that's not the only part of offense. What about assists? What's Steph's assist percentage? Where does he rank in assist percentage? Who's ahead of him in assist percentage? Some names you've already heard. John Stockton, Magic Johnson, James Harden, all ahead of him as, as guards. The, as far as names we've already heard, all guys that are ahead of him. Steph is 66 all-time in assist percentage so again shooter great shooter not a great passer if you want to say top three shooter all time i can maybe hear you he's the best um, shooter of all time i i can hear you as, as on a shooting level i have one more advanced analytic breakdown just to make sure again i tried to go through all of them to try to see if any one of them shot him to the top pushed me over the edge offensive rating Hall of Famers that are ahead of Steph in offensive rating all time. Reggie Miller, heard that name before. Magic, heard that name. Stockton, heard that name. Sidney Moncrief, heard him earlier. Charles Barkley, Kevin McHale, James Harden, Steve Nash, Michael Jordan, all ahead of Steph. Ironically, Steph and Dame are perfectly even through their careers in offensive rating, tie for 25th. And that measure only started in 1973. So you're not going to have Wilt. You're not going to have, Bill, uh, uh, not Bill Russell. You're not going to have all, all those early year guys. So those are the, the guys ahead of them. So then finally, and this is what I was thinking about when I came to it. If you want to talk about a greatness level uh, of the great players, the NBA greats, number three offensive guy. And I still can't give it to him. He, for me, he comes in about seventh. If I look at the GOAT rankings and guys I consider offensive beasts, guys I know I can give the ball, they're going to get me a bucket. I put Jordan ahead of him. I put Kareem ahead of him. I put Dr. J ahead of him. I put Wilt ahead of him. I put Magic, just like those analytics did, ahead of him. I put KD ahead of him. And then it's a toss-up for me with Hakeem. That would be the last person I would try to put ahead of him. But it, that's not top three. That's seven or eight. I'm going to let y'all go. So Over you listen. Kobe and KD, three right there. I don't need no goddamn analytics. I got three off the top of my head. Who'd you say? Jordan, Kobe, KD, off right. the top of my head. I could keep going. James Harden. Yeah, I was. I was saying I would have James Harden above. Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't put Kyrie above. It's, put, I, it's an I mean, argument, 
but yeah, you're already out of three, so the job yeah. is done. Yeah. I did have a question uh, for you, uh, for you, Bibbs. Okay. You listed off all these analytics, but where did staff rank on like the Vibrat uh, rankings? I hate, I hate his vibes. So he's very low on the Vibrat rating. Very low. Okay. I, I, I didn't know. He's a front you runner. All these other stats, but the Vibrat didn't get brought up. So I was like, he, he's a front runner. His vibes are low. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he's not top three offensive player. James, you've been quiet. Steph, top three offensive player of all time. No. Straight, straight to the point. Who you got ahead of him? The guys, you said. Who did I say? You said KD, MJ, James Harden. Yeah, okay. I mean, you missed a name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's three right there. That's all you need. So yeah, I mean, I, like if you if you if you oh that guy too, that guy too. Watch your mouth. Watch if you your mouth. Your greatest like scores. I mean, pure scoring. I don't think he's even top three. Then he's like, not because the three you, people I named that first. I yeah. Then you want to add in if you want to add in playmaking, all of, you know, just offense. He's not there at all. I mean, he's he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but like. Yeah, he's he top five. He's a great guard. offensive player. Yeah, he's, he's just top, not top, top three. Probably top five. Top five point guard of all time. Top three. But top three for me. He's moving into the top twenty of the GOAT yeah. series this year. Actually, top two for me. Top two point guard all time. Just be honest. Yeah, but it's it's Magic Steph and Tony Parker. So okay, so uh, that bullshit again. Yeah. Before we go down that rabbit hole, yeah, we're not. Let's move to this last one. This was in the DMs. She told me to keep it on the low. Uh, that sounded terrible. Right. Yeah, that sounded, that sounded way terrible. It should have been. You could just said nothing scandalous. Nothing scandalous. Boy, that boy, Biz, freaky. Freak hours. Uh, it is. It is after midnight. So anything. Okay, possible. come on now. <laughs> it goes. All right, it doesn't. Work. <laughs> uh, any. Let's move to this last question. All right. Hip hop today is pretty mid in comparison to what it used to be, especially in the '90s. Good hip hop died in the early 2000s. That's the take. I don't want to get slaughtered on the timeline. What are your thoughts? I'm gonna let somebody else take it first. And I think my internet is acting goofy. So, um, let me say this: hip hop. Uh. You need some time. I, I, I can... Bibbs, know, Bibbs knows my love for hip-hop. You know, uh, we vary on different, you know, opinions from time to time. But I am a hip-hop uh, purist at heart. And I can say hip-hop in the 90s was great. Some would say it was the peak of great hip-hop. I say people have an issue with the evolution of hip-hop. I feel like... People mistake hip-hop and rap. Hip-hop and rap are very different. Drake makes hip-hop music. Drake isn't a rapper's rapper. Drake is a hip-hop artist. There's a difference. Whether you like it or not, Lil Uzi Vert makes hip-hop music. Lil Uzi Vert is not a rapper. Uzi Vert is a hip-hop artist. You have rappers today. 
Bibbs can list a lot of rappers. I can list a lot of rappers. I think, in my opinion, and I said this, I actually tweeted this out a few nights ago. This is the best era we've had for hip-hop simply because there's something for everybody. You have the conscious rap for people who like conscious rap. You got the underground rap for the people who like the 90s throwbacks. You know, and you still have old school rappers from back then releasing music today. That sounds a little bit updated, you know, but it doesn't sound like the things you would hear on the radio today. You can still enjoy that. You got the, what they call it, the rage hip hop music, like Playboy Cardi. I think that dude's the worst rapper. I think he's trash. He's garbage. I think his music is garbage, but guess what? People love it. It's something for everybody. This is the best era of hip hop ever because no one is left out. I think this goes back to something that was mentioned earlier on the podcast when talking about country music. Because mm -hmm. I think country music has a lot of parallels with hip hop as far as there's a lot of different ways you can go with it. And like you said, like they're they they don't like the new style of country, the country music listeners, the the purists, if you will. They don't like the new style, they don't like the new school, but they can still get the old school right now too. It's not what's on the radio. But they're, it's still available to them if they're looking for it. But I'm going to let somebody else, James or Jose, if y'all wanted to weigh in. Yeah, that's what, like, I used to always bring up, like, people have different, like, you have sub-genres uh, sub of rock and pop and everything. But when you bring up, like, sub-genres of hip-hop or, like, rap, it's, like, people, like, argue it. Like, the stuff you get from, like, Pusha T is different than, like, what you're going to get from Riff Rap. You know, like, it's just, like, but, like, if I'm, like, having a good time at a party... I, I like no offense. I would rather listen to like you know, Migos, Young Thug, like some like fun shit than like, you know, Man on the Moon. You know, like, but there's times. I mean, that that's my thing. Like like Reese was saying, like there's something for everybody, and depending on what like what I'm doing, like I can listen to like all of it. Not Playboy Cardi, <laughs> but, uh, like you know, that's that's always my thing. Like, if I'm at the gym, like I don't want to listen to. You know, like, like, To Pimp a Butterfly is a great, it's like a masterpiece of an album. When I'm at the gym, I'm not listening to To Pimp a Butterfly. Like, you know what I mean? I'm listening to, like, some hype shit that I guess be going with. Like, uh, so, you know, which usually ends up being, like, Young Thug, Riff Raff, shit like that. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't, I think hip-hop in general is probably the best ever been. Because, again, like we said, you can, like, there's, there is something for everybody. I mean, like... You can like listen to some dude who is announcing a pregnancy, you know, Lil Nas X, you know, like singing like Lil Nas X. Yeah, great, great album by the way. I mean, it like, is. I, yeah, like that, that's my thing. It's like I, I feel like you like there's so much like stuff out there. Like, I mean, like Asher Roth dropped a new album, and like I thought that shit was great. Like, what? I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff out there. Asher Roth did a conceptual album where he was a professor teaching his class how to grow marijuana and like it, it became like a story like it was a movie plot line yeah. one of his students decides to break in and steal all the seeds get stopped by a cop who used to be one of Asher Roth's students who went a different way and then like it becomes like a mystical thing he brought Mickey Fax in to like speak on the economics of who is uh, Mickey Fax he is a rapper from the Bronx see I don't know anybody who came out after 2010. He was... He came out before 2010. 
So let me. Well, okay, I don't know who he is either. So. He's not a. He's not a. He's he not didn't. A he didn't rapper. really get big. He didn't really get big. So here's where I why I stand on the subject of hip hop being trash these days. What happened is somewhere along the lines in the internet age, rap artists became more aware of the industry and how the industry was working. And this goes back to the beginning of music. Artists were signing trash ass deals where they were getting pennies on the dollar for all of their work. And they had to twerk their asses around the country and world to make any money because that's the only place where they get paid was at their shows. Sales didn't do shit for them. I think Anita Baker literally just got the, the rights to her masters within the past week or so. Yep. Anita Baker. Legend. She's just now, she was telling people not to stream her music because she was not getting money from it until a week ago to just let you know how ass these deals were back in the day. So around the mid 2000s, around Mickey Fax, Charles Hamilton, uh, Drake, Wale, around that class's time, these artists were starting to get a little bit more conscious of the terrible industry contracts. And the, that brand of hip hop suddenly doesn't make it to the radio because these guys are not signing those trash deals. Or if they do, they just get stashed on a roster somewhere. J. Cole, for example. Signed to Jay-Z, couldn't put an album out for like four or five years. His best release came out as a mixtape because Jay-Z didn't think it had enough mass appeal. Because the radio shifted to wanting to push nothing but party music, nothing but ignorance. And the artists that make that music are not business savvy, so they'll sign those trash ass deals they'll they'll make they'll get a nice big 1 million, 2 million, 3 million dollar advance which is a loan without realizing it they'll make a couple hits and then they disappear and then they have to twerk their asses around the country to pay back the loan that they took that they didn't realize was a loan in the beginning of their contract the actual hip hop rap artists that make quality music are there but they're independent and only, even recently now with streaming they're able to still reach the masses. There was a time period there where they couldn't reach the masses. They were putting out music on Bandcamp and stuff like that. You had to download it, convert it, and move it into your playlist and stuff for a while. But now they have. They can get on iTunes. They can get on Spotify easily. And with the, with social media, they can blow up quickly. So, like we said, right now, the quality of the music is still there. There's still an abundance of quality music. And there's variety as well. So in my opinion, hip hop country also is in its best era as far as the quality of music being there. You just have to know who to look for, what to look for. Um, back in the 90s, the gritty stuff was what was on the radio. That's all we had. As party stuff came around and it started reaching the suburbs, coded language, and money started <laughs> increasing. <I'm gonna> <laughs> <laughs> once it hit the suburbs and the money started increasing like even today most of the music is not bought by black people most of the music is bought by the white market so i've literally watched a video where it's literally proven when eminem drops an album hip-hop sales not only for eminem go up that year and eminem game, changed hip-hop eminem the, made hip-hop mainstream literally. and i love eminem but that's facts Literally. Yeah. Whether it's for better or for worse, depends on who you ask. Mainstream-wise, radio-wise, it was for worse. But as far as the game evolving 
and allowing right. more people into it, it was for the best. So Right. So when people say, you know, uh, rap is trash right now, hip hop's trash right now, I think they're mainly referring to what is being played on the radio. But let's be honest, who still listens to the radio? Exactly. I mean, maybe XM radio, but if we're being yeah. honest, that's still streaming. I mean, streaming is where it's at. Streaming is where it's at. Yeah, I, mean, I you... think. Uh... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. I mean, like I was like, I'm just kind of piggybacking off what uh, Bib said with like whole radio and Eminem and shit. It's like, go. I grew up in like a small town in Missouri, like Southwest Missouri, uh, uh-huh. like country everything. Oh, that's like, why you said Eminem was in a. Yeah, so <laughs> Nelly was like the only him and like Eminem wasn't even on the radio really, uh, but Nelly was like big. And where I was from, the first like rap song that got like crazy play was Laffy Taffy. <laughs> like that really? was like yeah, that was the first time when like and after that came out, a bunch of rap songs, hip hop songs started coming on the radio. But it was really like it took like where I'm from, like that's where it's, like. Up until Laffy Taffy, like shit didn't come on the radio. Like I couldn't listen. Like, and I always liked hip hop growing up. So, growing up, like that's what I was. I was. You mean? But so even though Nelly was from Missouri, they didn't play much of his music. The the only song, uh, Country Grammar, came on a lot. Okay, that was it. But after that, I mean, it was weird. We had one station that wasn't country or rock. Oh wow! And that station, like, I mean, it was hard to get any good music on and then it became almost exclusively rap and then something happened or it's like just like now it's you when know, i mean radio died but yeah it was like it was eminem wasn't even something that played a lot i i, I discovered like eminem because like i used to stay at three in the morning watching like mtv like music videos like he didn't like, come on our radio at all that's why today like and for example when eminem was beefing with mgk and, you know, Eminem, this is, they usually go hard. People say, oh, man, he's about to end MGK's career. And I was like, bro, no, he's not. And it's like, the diss could be the hardest diss of all time. You're not going to be able to end anyone's career in this musical climate simply because they will always have their fan base. It's not 50 Cent and Ja Rule yes. to where you murdered this dude so bad, his music's no longer on the radio and the whole goddamn recording company is out of business. It's not like that anymore. Dudes can be independent. MGK puts his own music out. MGK ain't even a rapper no more. I don't know what. I used to like Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know what's happened to this dude. He's making the movies now. He, 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 yeah, Megan, doing, Megan Fox put like, that trapper on him, and he turned. He went crazy. He's doing <laughs> like pop punk music now. Yeah. yeah. When he started making that, I was like, uh, not for me, but. He has his fan base, so even he has after, Fox now, so. right? So who cares? I would, I would stop making music. I would start making babies. But anyway, um, yeah. After that, I'm like, bro, like Pusha T and Drake. Drake is the biggest hip hop artist of all time, bro. You're not. I don't care what Pusha T. Pusha T could say in the song, bro. You, you, your mama don't love you. She never loved you. She gave you up for adoption. I checked the records. You're not even hers. It's not gonna matter. You remember Common hit him with that, uh, they could call him Sweet, hit him with that Canada Dry line? He said, like, you ain't wetting nothing, you Canada Dry. <laughs> Do you know who had, like, Joe Budden, his diss tracks was great. I I thought he, for like, I, I always liked Joe Budden, but, like, I thought, I mean, and it was surprising how, like, no one, like, at least in my circles, paid zero fucking attention to those diss tracks. 
I really like, wanted Drake to hop on the pump it up instrumental and diss Joe Button. That yeah. would have broke the internet. I'm sorry. That would have broke the internet. I, I, because Joe Button released like three or four straight songs. I mean, I think he ended up releasing a whole like yeah, fucking mixtape yeah. pretty much. So, like, I don't know how many people, uh, I'm pretty sure Bibbs is, but I'm not sure how many people are familiar with the rapper Cannabis. Yeah. His career was like really ended by LL Cool J. Uh, they ended bad. He ended up joining the military and shit. But anyway, if it was in today's climate, he would have been fine because you could still find a way to make money because you build your fan base. You can put your music out on streaming services. You don't have to worry about a record company. You don't have to worry about any of that. So, like I said, there's music for you out there. Trust me. Who was that that asked? Oh, what, was that anonymous? Keep it on the low, yeah. Okay, keep yeah, it on the yeah. low. Uh, if you're listening, whoever you are, man, look, any artist that you like, you could DM me, you could DM Bibbs. Bibbs can offer some great music. I'll offer some great music to you. Yo, it's something out there for you. I promise. Right. I promise you it's something out there for you. I think, I, I want to say Tall Traveler uh, hit me up about, like, because he was saying that he doesn't listen to anything past, like, 50 Cent early days. Because, uh, like, the new school so trash. And I put him on a few rappers. He was like, all right, they're actually spitting. Like, they sound like the 90s. They're talking about actual things. Um, like, it's, if it's a dude, you just have to know how to find it. If a dude who loved hip-hop went into a coma in 1997 and woke up today and I told him the best rappers out of New York were from Buffalo, he'd probably smack the hell out of me. But it's facts. It's facts. Griselda? Coke bars, man. I, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know how I found Griselda? Sky Zoo. Oh. Sky Zoo had a feature. He had West Side Gun on one of his tracks. He did? I thought, I remember when he we did, did our album rankings on my podcast, You it was one album where me, Jerron, and Derek kept mentioning You was like, dang, I gotta... I, I think it was I don't Mozzie. like I don't like was oh yeah definitely Mozzie was one I had to go check. Yeah. Uh, he was a little bit too gangster for me I think. <laughs> um, but West Side Gun I don't like his voice at all. It had to grow on me. He's actually um, my favorite out of the three. But he was cool on that Sky Zoo hook, so I was paying attention to Griselda. And then uh, Conway the Machine uh, he had like a uh, he had an old Kelly Olenek bar, and I was like, all right, you you name an obscure basketball players in your lyrics, I probably go, I'm probably gonna mess with you. And then uh, when I heard Benny the Butcher, like that was really the one. I was like, okay, yeah, they they something serious. So Benny the Butcher had a line that said, uh, something to shoot nine like Curry kills from Villanova. I was like, ooh, ooh that's a throwback. Obscure basketball uh, references, like you go with. I love quick. West Side Gun because I like it. he's he's very his music is very unique from the other two. But he's also a die hard. He did jail time, sold drugs, gangster, period. Like 100% certified. Hardcore wrestling fan to the point where I'm telling you he's front row at shows, whether it's AEW, WWE. He uh, tapped in with some of the wrestlers. They fuck with him. He got a song with MVP and Wale called The Hurt Business. Mm. Like, bro, he's tapped in. He has songs. He will name songs. Like, <laughs> I think it's a song called Brock Lesnar, no, uh, Goldberg versus Undertaker. And it's just, it, it's, 
it's just gangster bars and coke bars. And I'm like, bro, this ain't got nothing to do with the title, but I love it. <laughs> I think he does say their name at some point, don't he? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. I can't remember. But, uh, also, they got a chick in Griselda named Armani Caesar. I don't think I've checked her out yet. She's hard. But they did a track with uh, Shay Noir, I think. She's hard, too. Oh I can check her out. Um, but speaking of rappers and wrestling, uh, shout out to Big E. Uh, he got the title right, and he he designed his uniform based on my favorite album of all time. In my opinion, the best album released post two thousand five, "Below the Heavens," uh, by Blue and Exile. Wait, hold on. What you talking about? Big E's you, his suit is designed is based on the. I'm about to get the album cover actually. What suit though? His his what he's wearing wrestling in the yeah boots. his like little singlet his like singlet yeah there you go because he changes his it. singlet sometimes I know what album Bibbs is talking about but Big E changes his singlet like on Friday yeah Friday uh, no 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 I'm gonna wait till he come back what I'm saying is what I'm saying is what I'm saying is he changed his singlet sometimes because just last night on SmackDown he wore like a because uh, he with a group he yeah I know what album you are talking about yeah but. Uh, he had he wears like the jacket and he wears the singlet and he with a group called the New Day, right? And his gear last night was uh inspired by the album The Score by the Fugees. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It had the New Day on the back. It had like different Fugees. It was it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, but it was. But dope I didn't to see, see that. I didn't see the one you're talking about. Yeah, because it was it was dope to see. Uh, he posted like a tweet about it. Said it's like an album that changed his life or saved his life or something along those lines and blah 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 blah. But Blue is my favorite rapper of all time. So you said that's the best album post two thousand five, right? At least I believe so. Yes. Let me. And there's an album I love that pick I pick a Drake post. album. No, I'm not picking a Drake album. Come I was on, about to say. Come on now. All right, let me. I gotta hear what you say. Two thousand nine. Who is only it? built for Cuban Links Part Two? Who is that? Raekwon. I don't think I. I don't think I ever listened to it. Really? I, I know of the album, but I don't think I ever listened to it. Listen to it. But uh, Below the Heavens, if you have not heard it. It's long, though. It's 24 songs long. God damn. Yeah. Below <laughs> the Heavens is a timeless, timeless time. Like, I can put it on today, besides the fact that he might say the year or something like that. It has a song for every mood, every moment. He's basically talking about being a young man trying to figure out how to make it his, make his way through life like i think one of my favorite tracks on there is called dancing in the rain where he's talking basically everything is fucked up in his life but he's not gonna stress about it he's dancing in the rain like our favorite albums are so opposite because my favorite album of all time is get rich or die trying but that's that's probably in my top five too would you say yeah i still like that that's like my number one like gym album like I'll, I'll I'll put Get Rich Dad Ryan on that and then uh, Trap and my die, favorite like, album. Is, I like uh, uh, Control System. That's like one of my top albums right there. That's um, is that wait? I'm thinking about Absol. Is that Absol? Absol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, is that the one that had? That's, um, that's probably pe- one of my top albums. Pineal Gland and um. Yeah. What's yeah. the other? What's the song about the about the chick? His uh, girlfriend. I can't think what the song was called, but that that shit had me crying. I'm not even gonna lie. One of my like uh, then another I like one. I, I, I like the Gangsta albums. The Infamous. I like Bob, the, Bob Deep. 
That's the only uh, Absol album I have on here. Uh, then Triple X, uh, Danny Brown. Book of, <laughs> is it Book of Soul? Yeah, the, the, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking around. Yeah, that was definitely on there. That's the only. I thought he was going to be in one of my favorite rappers after that album, but any yeah. what he's put out after it has not done it for me. The Influence yeah, by Mob Deep is one of my favorite albums of all time. I love gangster music. I thought Danny Brown was going to like be one of my favorites, and then like he started releasing some like just some weird shit. We going off the rails. Here. I'm about to say we've been on hip hop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the Mavs Outsiders. James um, is like I don't know what's going say on. Say James right is watching football. He don't care about us. <laughs> James is watching football. He's chilling. Uh, is there anything that we missed tonight? I don't think so. I this is gonna like be almost a two-hour pod. Yeah, it's one a.m. My nose. It's fucked you need, up. You need that Theraflu? I need something. That $30 box of Theraflu? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Theraflu gets it done, but it's expensive as hell. Um, I'll do some some little housekeeping here. Uh, in the coming weeks, I will be dropping the GOAT series top 75 this time. Um, if you have any players that you definitely want me to look at, for GOAT consideration, top 75 consideration, DM me, at me, DM the Mavs Outsiders, uh, email the Mavs Outsiders, whatever. Send as many players as you want. If I think they deserve a look, I'll include them. I think right now my list is at like 150 players, but Jesus, there's definitely, but I the, I already have plugged the numbers for like 140 of them. I, I, I just DM'd you, so I got you. I, I, yeah, just popped up. He's probably, he probably he probably he probably said Tony Parker. That's who he said. He's already on my he's already on the list. He's already on the list. I don't remember where he landed, so I, I can't tell you that off the dome. Probably number twenty seven. Definitely not number twenty seven, or he would have been in the top fifty last year. But seventy eight. I, I am tweaking it in a way that's going to help uh, a, a point guards because like all the elite point guards besides like Magic and stuff like that who obviously <sighs> still made it but all the elite like true point guards ended up in the 50s and that felt like a problem to me so I'm I'm, a, I'm tweaking the formula a little bit to, to help assist and I got to update the information from this past season so Giannis is going to go up, Steph's going to go up etc and so forth and you will be doing that on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I will podcast. be doing it as bonus episodes on the Mavs yeah. Outsiders podcast. Yeah, he'll be doing it solo. I will not be a part of that. So do not DM me. <laughs> no goddamn names. Do not DM Reese about the, uh, the, the, the what's it called? The GOAT series. Yeah. <laughs> the, I had to do the, uh, it was like a 12-hour drive. And I listened to the GOAT series like pretty much the whole way. Because I, I, I waited till the end to watch this piece of the whole thing. And that was one of the better podcasts. I mean, the whole thing was great, I thought. If I had to hear that goat noise for 12 hours, I would have crashed the car myself. I gotta ask, was the goat noise annoying? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, will t- I, will not do- <laughs> I will not... The goat noise will not be continued. But, for this like, I think you have to, like, you have to do something to make yeah. it, like, stand out. So, like, I thought it was, like... I'll, but not I'll, everyone listened to every episode back to back to back to back. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, started hearing, started hearing "Go to Your Sleep." <laughs> yeah, like so, like, like not everyone was like, "Hey, listen," because like, I, I listened light. to. <laughs> I mean, it was it was. I, I thought it was great. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, that very humbling. Um, but it did. It, it. I think it was one of the things that kind of boosted my my profile actually as a podcaster and. Um, 
definitely something I want to continue doing because I enjoy it. And I'm doing 75 this year for the 75th anniversary of the NBA. I'm also going to try to do some things differently. Uh, I, I never put out officially like an article with the top 50. So I am going to do that with the top 75. I'm also going to show like a breakdown by era because the, the way the formula is set up, you're going to get a good cross-section by era. So uh, I think I determined that the NBA breaks down into five eras neatly. The Mikan era, the Bill Russell era, the Kareem era, the Michael Jordan era, and then the LeBron era. There's like no overlap. But there's like slight overlap between those eras, um, <clears throat> which I found very interesting. So I'll probably break that down a little bit. And the other thing I want to mention before we get up out of here, um, thank y'all for, for hanging in there with us. Reese and I will be dropping a survey. Uh, it's going to be public. Whoever can wants to respond can respond. We'll leave it up for a couple of weeks to get some feedback on the podcast. We want to make sure the podcast is delivering what you want, what you need from it. Uh, if we need to add or tweak or change anything going into the new season, we want to know. This is your chance. You can do it anonymously, or you can let us know what your name is. We'll be at, we'll be uh, asking some specific questions, but then we'll also leave a box for you to type in your thoughts and feelings. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Definitely want as much feedback as we can get. Did I miss anything? Anybody have any parting thoughts? It doesn't sound like it. So, <laughs> I'm good. It is, it is 1 a.m. over here. It is past midnight on y'all side. I know Cinderella's about to turn into a pumpkin or some shit. Um, what? Delirious Bibs is coming out. Uh, oh my God. So with that Wrap said, it up. We got to close the podcast. We'll catch y'all mm. next time. You going to yawn all out? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh man. My God. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I just realized those are Dragon Balls on your do rag. All right. <laughs> But uh, any, anyway, we, we, uh, I could do this all night, but I'm not going to. Peace. That's what she says. Okay. <laughs> Good for her. I mean. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life. The McNugget Buddies are back. But this time, they got a fresh look as part of the new Kerwin Frost Box at McDonald's. We're talking all new buddies, dressed head to toe in the freshest fits, all designed by the artist Kerwin Frost. So when you order the Kerwin Frost Box with your choice of 10-piece McNuggets or a Big Mac, you'll get one of the flyest McNugget Buddies to go with it. Think you can collect them all? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. At participating McDonald's for a limited time, while supplies last.